Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and today I want to talk about success. And I know I want to do a bunch of episodes on this because it really is one of my favorite things to talk about. And what I love talking about is why some people are considered successful while others are not. And I think in our industry of dance, a lot of the work we do, a lot of the work we want to be doing is success driven, right? And I grew up watching a lot of interviews from dancers, choreographers, um, celebrities, all these people who would say things in interviews like, I worked hard from a very young age, and that's how I made it happen. If you work hard, you can do anything. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Hard work, sure, pays plays a part in this. Um, but there are so many other factors that go into why someone's successful, and that's what I really want to dig into today and definitely in some other episodes down the road. And like I said, I think this is really relevant for dancers because so many of us are driven by success. We want to be in major companies or we want to have major shows on our resume. Um, You know, we want both quality and quantity. We want a lot of big names on our resume, especially if you grow up in this, you know, millennial era or the generation after that. Uh, You know, that's kind of what we're taught in school, you know, graduate get a job with a company, be there forever, have a, have a good name on there. Um, but as we talked about in the comparison trap episode, sometimes we see other people doing the work we want to be doing, and then we feel bad or confused about why we're not doing the same. So today I want to talk about one aspect of why people are successful, and it's going to be about opportunity. An opportunity is just a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something, right? We know what opportunity is. We know when people have certain opportunities, we use opportunity all the time as what a great opportunity this will be, right? But what opportunities make it possible for us to be dancers or what opportunities make it possible for us to be, in our eyes, successful dancers, So I want to start off with a story and actually a book that I love. It's called um, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it's an incredible book and it really dives into why some people are successful and others aren't, what leads to this, and it really breaks it down into a more scientific, researched way, which I really love. But one of the stories he tells is the circumstances around Bill Gates' success. So I know Bill Gates right now is in the news for all of his divorce information, all that kind of stuff is blowing up. But I mean, growing up, in terms of finding his success, there were a lot of opportunities that came his way that he took advantage of, which is how he got to where he is now. So, I mean, he lived in Washington, lived right by the University of Washington, where as a kid, he had access to computers at a very early age. His parents were also very wealthy. His dad was a lawyer. And when he was in school, secondary school, he was in one of the only schools that had access to a computer. The school bought a like $3,000 computer and they started a whole computer club. So even before colleges had access to computers, Bill Gates, as a young boy, was able to 
use this computer and practice programming daily, nightly, all the time. And he would spend all the spare time doing this also, right? I mean, it sounds familiar if you're comparing this to dancers, why, how some pe- dancers don't even go to, you know, public school. They go to, you know, they do homeschooling and they get their training throughout the day or they get not only throughout the day, but they have class in the morning and then they go and they dance all night as well. But I mean, for Bill Gates, he did go to school, but all of his spare time was spent programming, right? I mean, he literally broke into the University of Washington, which is why he contributes to, he contributes so much money to the school now. He used to break in because they had access to a computer where he would go in after hours and practice programming on their computer. Any opportunity he had to practice, he did. So yes, that's the hard work portion. But remember, not all kids at his age had access to a computer. Not all people lived right by the computer hub of the world, right? Where computers were just starting to be introduced. So once he was, you know, about to graduate or once he was in college, right when computers were really about to take off and they needed people who knew how to program, who were in the right age to dedicate a lot of time, energy, and focus to programming, Bill Gates was in the perfect spot to do so. So, I mean, when the opportunity presented itself, he was at the forefront. So, I do want to dive into how this relates to dancers. I'm like, yes, that's great for Bill Gates. But I want to talk about three factors of opportunity based on Malcolm Gladwell's work that I've created that kind of go into how people get opportunities. The first one is timing. So timing is your age. Are you literally old enough to do the job that needs to be done, right? Are you literally old enough to take advantage of the opportunity? Is there space for you in the process, right? The second one is location. So proximity. How close are you to where the work is being created, right? That's why so many dancers, you know, move to NYC, LA, Chicago, all these big dance hubs right after school because that's where work is being made. For Bill Gates, he was already in the place. He was growing up in Washington where computers were, remember, the hub of this boom, right? This is where they started. And this is where he was the right age at the right time. The third thing, so we have timing, location. The third thing that factors into opportunity is access. So the connections you have play a huge role in the opportunities you're presented, right? A lot of us know this. This may feel very um, obvious to a lot of us, but think about it. Have you taken any workshops, any you know classes? Does the person on the other side of the table know your professor? All of these things do play a role in your access to a job, to um, an opportunity, And are other dancers in the auditions even friends with the dancers in the company? That's big too. Nowadays, if you're in a company or you're auditioning for a company, dancers have a say. I mean, I've been in a lot of rooms where you have the artistic director sitting behind a table and then the company members are just lined up in front of the room, also taking notes, picking the people that they want to work with, right? This is a thing. So thinking about timing, thinking about location, thinking about access And as you start to book more jobs or, you know, you start to create more, you're going to start to draw more lines into the opportunities you have 
based on those things. So if I was going to do this for myself, we did it for Bill Gates. If I was going to do it for myself, I would use maybe Kegwin as a great example. In 2015, Kegwin was holding an audition. It was an audition in the winter to start immediately. And for me, I was still in school. So I didn't graduate yet. I did not live in NYC. I lived in Tucson going to school. And the only connection I had to the company was a dancer that I actually grew up dancing with, Casey Boblet. And I messaged her and I was like, hey, I really want to be in this company. This looks like a good opportunity. Should I audition? And luckily, she was honest with me and she said, no, you should not audition. You should finish school. You should stay in Tucson. Don't take this job. Uh, don't even audition for this job. So I was bummed. I was like, I feel like this opportunity is calling my name. But, you know, if you go back to the episode about auditioning for jobs you can't do, this was really a good choice for me. But instead, what I did was I created access, right? Not only from the work I did, but just the circumstances. So what I did was I took the winter intensive that same year. So I was the only male presenting person in the room of 20 dancers. And I was in that room at a time when the company was looking for male presenting dancers. So for a week, it was I was the only one in the room that was filling a spot that the company needed to fulfill. So I basically had a week-long private slash no-strings-attached audition. And I say no-strings-attached because I wasn't looking for the job. I wasn't promising uh, that I was going to be able to do this work. And I mean, long story short, I didn't get the job because, like I said, I did an audition and I wasn't available. I wasn't in the right place. The timing was wrong. But two years later, when the same situation arised, I was fresh in the mind of, oh, Brandon took our workshop. We saw him dance for a full year. This is going to be great. Let's hire him. Right. So I was in two years later. So when you're looking at it from that end, you're noticing both timing and location. I was in the right place at the right time, uh, maybe not the right year, but I was putting myself in a position to have access later on. And that's what happened. That's how I can draw that line. It wasn't just, okay, yes, I did work hard in the intensive. I did show what I was doing, what I could present, what I could offer. But as I said, I was the only male presenting person in there. They got to see me work for a full week. They were already in the process, in the mindset of looking for male presenting dancers when I said, hello, my name is Brandon, right? So there's all of these factors that go into it other than just, you know, I was, I was good enough, right? And I love thinking about success this way. You know, for me, it's easier to drop the pressure of trying to be successful or trying to book the jobs or thinking you're not right for it or thinking you are right for it and it's not working out. It's so much easier to realize that it's just circumstantial, right? A lot of the times, or circumstances play such a big part in it. And a lot of it comes down to just the opportunities that you have to show your work. So when we focus on opportunity, we can see the timing. We can see, you know, the location. We can see the access that people have when they book jobs. Right. And remember, this is just one factor. We'll definitely dive into others that contribute to why, how people are successful. But I hope that you can start to draw some lines for yourself of, you know, why is this person where they are? How do I get there? How do what opportunities are already 
there for me? Where are my connections? Where is the timing right for me? And then letting that wave ride. But that is all I have for you today. I hope this episode on opportunity was helpful and useful and maybe got you thinking a little bit more about success and what kind of contributes to success. Um, But don't get stressed about it. If you do have questions, please reach out. I would love to talk more about this. If this interesting with if this interesting, if this episode was interesting to you, please share, please review, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, share it on social media. You can always find us on Breaking the Wall Podcast on Instagram or at It's Brandon Coleman. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in another episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.